Thank you for joining us today at Our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in seven different locations. We hope that today's message encourages and empowers you on your spiritual journey and helps you grow deeper in your relationship with God. To learn more about Our Savior's Church and how you can get involved, you can visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. I want to, I'm in a series right now, I've entitled it The Honor Code, and I've said to you, honor is a code that if you could type in the honor code, it will unlock the favor and blessings of the Lord over your life. In fact, I showed you last week that Jesus is actually going to speak, and he's going to talk about honor, and he's going to say there's actually rewards. Everybody say rewards. Yeah, everybody loves a reward. He says, I'm going to show you there's actually rewards that come with honor. And we'll jump into the message today. But let me show you out of the book of Matthew chapter 10. I just want to remind you of the words of Jesus. Now, don't forget this particular passage last week. I took out the word receive and I put in the word honors. So wherever you see the word honors, I took out receive and put it in. So this is Pastor Yu's version. I asked the Lord, could I do this? And he said, just this one time. So this is the second time. Anyway, here we go. That's a joke. You'll get it later. Anyway, watch what Jesus is saying. Anyone who honors you honors me. And anyone who honors me honors the Father who sent me. And then Jesus would go on to say, if you honor a prophet as one who speaks for God, in other words, you know this passage, the scripture says, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. If you'll honor him, you will be given the same reward as a prophet. And if you honor righteous people because of their righteousness, you will be given a, you'll be given a reward like theirs. And then he goes on, and if you even give a cup of cold water, which is honor, to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be Rewarded. So do you see Jesus speaking that there's going to be rewards? In fact, he's even going to go through a progression. He's going to start with the father, then himself, then the prophet, then the brother who sits beside you or the sister who sits beside you. And then he's even going to say to the least of these, if you show honor to them, I will reward you. The favor of the Lord. And so I want to just tell you a story today of Something that happened to me. In fact, this was probably, I told you guys, I'm, uh, Pastor Jacob challenged me about 15 years ago to write a book on the subject of honor. And uh, it's been 15 years. Ask me, have I written the book yet? No, I have not. How many of you know I'm slow but show? <laughs> so this is my attempt. I said, well, let me teach it first. And then as I teach it, we'll put it together and then I'll, I'll get it in book form. So thank you for helping me. Let me tell you a quick story that happened 15 years ago, or probably 12 years ago. No, no, it had to be 15 years ago. 15 years ago, our Savior's Church didn't have eight campuses or seven campuses. It, we only had two. We had Broussard, where we started, and we had Lafayette. And we staggered our services so that... Broussard was at 8, Lafayette 9, Broussard 10, Lafayette 11. And I was, I did what Shana did today. I would, I would get up in front of the people and say, 
So great to have you here today. So good to see you. Welcome to Our Savior's Church. Don't forget, there's three ways to give. I would do that. And as soon as I walked off stage, I would jump in a car and drive to Lafayette, and we'd start over there. Pastor Jacob would preach in Broussard, and then he would come flying in. And about the time I walked off stage, he'd be walking in on stage. I'd high-five him, and then I'd go to Broussard. There you go. Track it with me. We just went back and forth like this. So he preached, leave, walked on stage, preached, leave, walk on stage, preach. We did that four times every Sunday. Yeah. Now, let me tell you the funny parts. There were sometimes he would be late. No, they ain't funny. They called me the tap dancer. The guys in the back would be going 10 more minutes, and I would have 30 more seconds of material. So for nine minutes and 30 seconds, I'd be going, there's no business like show, you know. No, I'm teasing. So I learned to start, I'd get a copy of his message, and I'd start preaching it. And when he showed up, I would say, you're on point two. And I'd high five him, and he'd pick up right where I left off. Well, he, Pastor Jacob, one Sunday, we're at the Lafayette campus, we're about to high five each other and he pulls me aside and goes hey look listen there's a there's a pastor here in the audience i need you to get with him he came here from missouri and he i told him he needs to meet with you and uh and just just get with him and i went what do i do with him just meet with him why is he here i don't really know but i told him he needs to meet with you and i said okay just take him to dinner tonight and he goes man of god just do what you do. What do I do? I don't know what to do. And so I, I, I take him to dinner. Here's, here's where he, 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 he stumped me. This is the birth of this. So I, I take him to dinner. I said, now, pastor, why are you here? He goes, well, my pastor sent me here. He was my equivalent. He said, my pastor sent me here because he said the culture that y'all have in your church is the culture we want in our church. And I want to know how to get the culture. Coach Jimmy, listen carefully. This is for you. This message is for you. I'm glad you came. Y'all don't, y'all don't even have to listen. Coach Jimmy, please listen today. This is for you. Anyway, he goes, oh, we want the same culture. And I said, hmm, what is our culture? That's a, that's a great question. You, you, when you go, what, what, what is the secret to our Savior's church? And I, it's important. I never thought about it. Here's, what, here's the warning. If you do something, if you do what you do and you have success, but you don't know what you do to have success, then when your success starts fleeting from you, you won't know how to fix what you don't have anymore because you never knew what you had in the first place to get you what you got. Did y'all understand that, St. Landry Parish? So sometimes you got to go back and look at, you got to do the autopsy, doc. You got to do the autopsy on what you've done right, not just always look at the autopsy of what you've done wrong. Did you pick that up, coach? Yeah, what's your strengths, not your weaknesses? Figure out what your strengths are. I'm going to help Opelousas High School win the championship today. I'm going to coach the coach. I think I'm the coach. So anyway, I'm teasing Coach Jimmy. Uh, so you, you, you got, y'all did pick that up, right? If you don't know what you did to get what you got, 
when you start to lose what you got, you won't know how to fix it to go back because you don't know what you did. That's what he was asking me. How did you get what you got? And I said, well, what helped me? What do you know? He goes, I, I, there's a sense of empowerment here. And I said, what does that mean, empowerment? Well, that means, it means someone like Victor, our worship director, that means I'm not all up in his business every day. He knows, here's the boundaries, here's what's expected. Now, I'm going to step back a little bit and let him run the play in order to accomplish that mission. I'm not going to micromanage him. Now, I'm sure there's been times I've come in and he's like, come on, pastor, you stay out of my lane. But I am the pastor of the church, you know what I mean? So it, it, it goes, okay, so, so I go, I, I told the pastor, I said, okay, here's the deal. Let's do this. Let me think about this because I've never been asked this question. <laughs> I said, let's meet in the morning and I'll have an answer for you. I go home that night. I don't sleep. I stay up all night going, how did we get what we got? Lord, what, what is it? He's talking about a culture of empowerment. Everybody wants to be empowered, right? You do it at your place of work too. You want to be empowered. You want everybody out your bed. I want to room on Joe. I want to do it. Yeah, you, 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 everybody wants that. But how do you get that? That's the end. That's not the beginning. So I went home and went, how did we get what we got? Hmm. Heidi and I moved here. We came on, not as the number one. If you're new to our church, we have seven locations. We have a senior pastor. That's Pastor Jacob Aranza and his wife, Michelle. Then Heidi and I came on board 23 years ago. So we're, we're the longest standing staff members. And we've kind of been riding shotgun with them. So we've kind of been the associate. So I don't just have this gig. We have the gig that oversees all of the campuses. And uh, so I said, how did we get what we got? And the Lord began to download some things to me. Okay, so this is not from me. I'm going to tell you what the Holy Spirit said to me. And let's see if this applies. And I know it does. Watch it apply to your own life. So I'm asking the Lord, Lord, how did we get a culture of empowerment? How did, how did, we, how did we get this? How did we get what we got? And he said, well, you're starting at the end. You need to start at the beginning. And I said, okay, Lord, what is the beginning? And I'm going to lay that out for you. I'm going to give you five steps to empowerment. Number one, coach, write this down. It begins with honor. It always begins with honor. And what does that mean? Well, when Heidi and I moved here 23 years ago, we'd been pastoring a church for five years. Pastor Jacob and Michelle were brand new at it. Heidi had been leading women for five years. Michelle was new at it. Isn't it funny that God would take someone who's been doing something and then put them under someone who hasn't been doing it? So back in the early days, there were times where Pastor Jacob would go, I think we need to do this, and I'd go, no, 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 let's don't do that. No, no, that would not be good if we did that. No, yeah, that'd be good. That's a good idea. No, it's not a good idea. It's a very bad idea. And, and so through the beginning, I learned that I had to honor the way he wanted to do it, even if it was something that I didn't want to do. Now, let me say it again. Even if he wanted to do something a way that I thought it should be done a different way, 
I was showing honor by willing to submit to do it his way versus doing it my way. That's called honor. By honoring and honoring that relationship, I've known Pastor Jacob for 30 plus years. Before he was a pastor, he was not a pastor, he was an evangelist, which means he traveled and preached. I didn't know him as Pastor Jacob. When I moved here, he became my pastor. What does the Bible say about that title, pastor? Well, Ephesians tells us that when Jesus died on the cross, he descended and he also ascended, that means to heaven, and he left gifts in his train for men. Everybody say gifts for men. That's us. And what were those gifts? And then he names them in Ephesians 4.11. He says, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. And the reason why he gave those gifts, Ephesians goes on to say, was to bring you to a place of maturity, to help you grow up in the faith. So I went, wait a minute. That means Pastor Jacob is now a gift from Jesus to me and Heidi to help us mature in Christ. Wait a minute. He is a gift from Jesus to us to help us grow in Christ. Did y'all hear what I just said? Wait a minute. Pastor Jacob is a gift from who? A gift from Jesus to help us grow in Christ. So I'm going to go, if I honor the gift, who am I really honoring? I'm really honoring the one who gave the gift. And I don't know about you, but I want God to keep giving me gifts. So I'm going to take care of the gift that he gave me. Everybody track it with me. It's called honor. Empowerment's the end, but it all begins with honor. <clears throat> it begins <coughs> with the principle of honor. Honor's never about elevating the other person. Honor is about positioning yourself in the right position. Honor. Honor, we've just read out of Matthew, doesn't just go up. It just doesn't go from player to coach but it goes from player to player. I loved, I loved it was the, the UCLA, John Wooden basketball coach who made his players, when someone scored a goal of basketball, that when they ran down the court, they had to point at the man who gave them the ball. Nowadays, watch what happens in basketball when someone scores, they do this. It was me. John Wooden said, no, 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 don't give the honor to yourself, but give the honor to the man who gave you the assist, because if he doesn't give you the ball, you don't score. That's good preaching, Appaloosa High School. I don't care who you are. No, it was, it was you. It was you. And so that's the principle of honor. It always begins with honor. It doesn't matter if you're sitting here today and you're married. By the way, in two weeks... Heidi and I are going to teach together. I'm going to show you how to unlock the honor code in your house between the relationship between the husband and the wife and from the children to the parents and parents to children. Did you know the Bible says, children, to honor your mother and father, that it may go well with you. That means the favor of the Lord would be upon your life simply by the honor that you show your mama and your daddy. Whoo, I don't know about y'all, but I want to do good, go well. Is my mom and daddy here today? Yeah, there you are. Hey, I honor y'all. I want it to go well with me. It's honor. Honor is the antidote to pride and ego. 
Honor is the antidote. If not, we'll always be worried about us. But it, it, again, honor's not about elevating. Honor's about positioning yourself right. Pastor Jacob and I will duck hunt sometimes together, go hunting together. He's, he would call me his best friend. And he treats me like a friend. But I don't treat him like one. I still treat him like my pastor. Even because sometimes we're in a duck blind, and he'll go from being a friend, like, get down, here comes some ducks. And then he'll switch real quick and go, hey, we need to do this at the church. Can you make sure that happens? And I don't want to be caught in between, like going, hey, I got a duck hunt first. I know. I go, yes, sir, absolutely. What is that? It's called honor. And wherever there's honor, God said, I'm going to give you their reward. Watch what honor does. Seeds of honor will birth something. When, when you see honor, it always begats something. It begats trust. Number two. I'd say it this way. Don't ever trust a man that hasn't showed the proper honor. Honor, honor, you know the difference between flattery and honor? Honor comes from an honest place in your heart. Flattery says that that's when someone says something real nice to you in your face, but they would never say that same thing behind your back. That's flattery. Honor is, I'm going to be open and honest and say how I feel about you. I'm going to, I appreciate you. I honor you. I value you. I'm going, I'm going to lower myself a little bit so that I can honor you and give you the praise that is necessary there. So if there's a lack of trust, there is a lack of honor. I don't know if you've been around our Savior's Church or this campus in particular long enough, but it happened in Lafayette as well, but we, we're here in St. Landry the reputation of our church when we began. Some of you may remember. I don't know if y'all remember this. Some of the, this was said about our church, that we were a cult. Yep. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the cult, y'all. Go ahead, bring out the Kool-Aid. No. Snakes? No, no snakes, no Kool-Aid. I'm kidding. Uh, we were a cult. Uh, how about this one? Oh, they're just here to steal sheep from other churches. Yep, that's what it said about I, I got accused of stealing sheep. I didn't even know what that meant. That, well, they said, you're proselytizing. I said, I don't know what that big word means. <laughs> that means you're stealing somebody else's. And I went, look, our church is growing really fast. And I would say things like this, and I'll still say it sometimes today. Look, if you came here from another church, if you did, if you were involved in another church, and you came here, and you go, I want to be here. I may not know you personally, and that's okay. Uh, I'd like to, except that I don't want to. But, but please, please go back and go visit with your pastor. Just, just stop by. You're, you're not asking for permission. You're asking for a blessing. Just go back. Be honoring. Thank you for the season that we were here. It helped me grow in the Lord, but we really feel like God has led us and a transition has come into our life and we found a place that we need to be right now. So would you please bless us to leave and to go there? And pastors will appreciate it. And, and there have been that in, in our church here. Can I tell you, it's gone the other way too. 
that there have been many days on Sunday afternoons I'm out there after church praying and blessing someone because it's their last Sunday here, that they're going somewhere else. How many of you know this is a big kingdom? All churches aren't for everybody for the rest of their life. Some churches get you to one place, another one gets you to another, and someday God may lead you from here to go to someplace else. I prayed over people that said, Pastor you, I found a place, they, I, God's gonna use me there, and I'm gonna come here, let me pray over you and bless you as you go. Are y'all tracking with me? So, going back to the beginning. We had a reputation, what did we do? Well, we did a harvest festival at North Park. What did we do? Oh, well, we started fixing up schools every single year. Well, what did we do? Oh, we started throwing single mother's banquets for the single mamas of our church and taking care of their children. Oh, well, what did we do? We just kept adding to what we did to the community. How many of you know, what was that? Honor. Because you never get to trust until you've honored. Our community in the beginning was saying, we don't trust you. But then they saw 13 years of honor. Now, every time they need something, guess who they call? Our Savior's church. The football team came here to get a blessing today from the cult. No, no, I'm kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. No, why? No, it's just, you just show honor. The football, we didn't have to announce the football team, but what did we do? Because we are a house of... We're a house of honor. We're going to honor these men and, and what they're going to do on fields. And by the way, y'all better make good grades. You're welcome, coach. So it's, 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 it's honor. By the way, I've never heard Pastor Jacob, I've been with him for 35 years, been on our Savior's church for 23 years, I have never once in my life ever heard him dishonor another church. I don't care what denomination, wherever you came from. Most of you came from a, a denomination here. Never heard him dishonor. Whatever you honor, you attract. It was spiritual renewal this past year. Remember all the pastors up here? And Pastor Jacob said, $2,500 for every pastor here. God blessed us. We want to bless y'all. This is not even for your church. This is for the pastor and his wife. Enjoy. Go on a vacation. Go on a date. Go. Go. We just want to honor you. What does honor build? Trust. So if you're looking, if you're sitting here and you're married today, and some of you are, barely, and you go, we've got a trust issue in our relationship. Do you really have a trust issue? No, what you really have is there have been dishonoring going back and forth. And because of the dishonor, it's birth distrust. You got to get back to the beginning and go, no, we're going to start honoring one another. Two weeks, Heidi and I are going to show you what that really means in a practical way. How to honor each other. It builds trust. I was laughing about this the other day. We have Life 360 on our phones. How many of y'all have 360 or you have that where you can tell where, where your woman is at all times? <laughs> How many of y'all have that on your phone? Or you can tell where your man is? Husband, if your wife does not have the passcode to your phone, you got an honor problem. 
Did I say that? I did say that. I'll say it again. I ain't scared. If your wife does not have the passcode to your phone, you got an honor problem. Because there's no trust there. What you hiding? Oh, it's getting tight and right up in here now, isn't it? Oh, it's getting quiet up in this church. It's a trust issue. It's an honor issue. So honor and trust. So Pastor Jacob learned in the beginning, it was by my honor of the way he wanted to do things, which only begat trust, which now means that now, Pastor Jacob called me yesterday, goes, man of God, I got to talk to you. I'm gonna, Saturday night, here's what happened today. Think about it. Give me what you think we ought to do. That wasn't the beginning. That's after seeing honor. I, I learned at the beginning, I go, Pastor Jacob, your birthday's coming up. We're going to do something. The church wants to do something for you. He goes, what? Well, they ain't never done anything for me before. I know they haven't, but they need to. Because you're a gift from Jesus to the body to help us all mature in Christ. We're going to honor the gift because we're really going to honor the Lord. We're not, it's not about you. It's not about you being elevated. It's about us positioning ourselves in the right spot so God can pour up and open the window of heaven over our lives. Are y'all tracking with me? Let me give you step number three. Because empowerment's the end. It begins with honor. It builds a culture of trust. If there's honor there, there's going to be trust there. If there's trust there, it will begat something. It will begat transparency. Can I keep it O-Town for you? You know what transparency means? Getting naked. That's what it means. That means just... In fact, today I want to... No, I'm teasing. I don't want to do that. I don't want to embarrass the football team. I've been, I've been working out. I don't know if you can tell, coach. I've been working out. Watch this. It's transparency. What, what does that mean? It means I get open and honest with someone I trust. That I'm willing to walk in and go sit down with somebody and go, look, I got an issue going on in my heart, and I need somebody that I trust to speak to it. Heidi and I have found that in Pastor Jacob and Michelle. We have some other relationships, even in this own house, that we've been able to be transparent with. Can't be transparent with everybody. You ever met that person that's transparent with everybody? I just want to tell y'all what's going on on Facebook. Here's what's going on in my life. You know what that says? You ain't got a friend. No, I'm going to go to the Facebook and uncover my heart. That means you don't have someone in your life that you can trust and trust you. That you can be open and honest with. Is this helping you? Okay, to be transparent. Heidi and I have sat down on the couch with Pastor Jacob probably in the last 23 years. Y'all want to know how many times? How many times have we had this impasse? We can't, probably six times. That's about what? Once every four years. We're like the Olympics. Once every four years, we got to go sit down with Pastor Jacob and Michelle. And, and out of those six times, I just want to know, the only one I really remember was the one that I was right. <laughs> I remember that one. The other five, I don't really remember what they were about. I was wrong. I do remember that. It was me. I was the problem. But that one time I was right, I remember. 
There have been plenty of times in that where Heidi said, I'm calling Pastor Jacob. And I grabbed that phone and said, no, you're not. <laughs> what was that? Pride, ego. Didn't want to bring somebody else in. Wait a minute. What? I'm, I'm not using the gift that God gave me to help me grow and mature in Christ. What pride and ego in my heart. But there's been other times she said, I'm calling Pastor Jacob. And I said, let me, let me go ahead and dial him on my phone. And she grabbed the phone and said, no, 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 I'm just kidding. I said, thank you. That one time. Oh, listen, one time. Uh, Kevin and Chrissy, Pastor Kevin and Chrissy, we're getting ready to send them. Is Chrissy here? Do I, I know where she normally sits. She probably, oh, there, there she is. There, is, there she is. Kevin and Chrissy, y'all wave right over there, because I want everybody to see you while I'm telling this story. <laughs> Kevin and Chrissy, she, she, her and her offsprings, we, we have four yellow people in our church, uh, uh, the, the Koreans. Um, so, Kevin's and Chrissy's story is Kevin's been on staff with us for nine or ten years or close to ten years. But he started the first three years by saying, hey, why don't you bring me on staff? I'll work for the church. And what I'll do is, you know, he wasn't really working for the church, right? He was really working for you. He said, I'll come and work for the church. And I'll give back my salary. What was that? Honor. That was honor. It was three years of honor. What does God do when he sees honor? He rewards it. Did we know 10 years ago, nine years ago, that we would be sitting here talking about a Ville Platte campus and that they would be the pastors in Ville Platte? I didn't even know if Kevin was saved when he first came on. I didn't know if he was... I don't even know if he was redeemed. He's up there going, lift your hands, redeemed. He probably wasn't even redeemed then. <laughs> so he works for three years. He's, he's working. I'm watching Kevin. I'm seeing him grow. I'm seeing God work in his life. I'm not declaring what's in his life. My job was just to recognize and water what was already in his life. And I'm going, Kevin, there's a pastoral gift on you, pastoral gift on you. And then Heidi and I have this conversation one time. We go, I go, baby, has Chrissy called you and really got transparent? Has she ever called you and said, Kevin's acting like an idiot? She goes, no. And I said, well, Kevin's never called me either and said, hey, we're having marriage problems. Huh. I mean, I can trust him at a level, but until I see something in him that he's willing to be open and honest and trust us back, I'm not sure how far this relationship can go other than right here where it's at. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is all they're supposed to be. But I think there's more in Kevin and more in Chrissy. It's about a week later, Kevin calls. Pastor. Yes, sir. Well, Kevin, what's up? Me and Chrissy need to come talk to y'all. What do you mean? Me and Chrissy need to come sit on the couch with you and Heidi. I don't know. I don't know, what, I don't know how we're going to get there. I don't know. He's frustrated. And I go, well, Kevin, it's fine. I mean, come, yeah, let me talk to Heidi. Up. Heidi, can Kevin and Chrissy come over? They're struggling. And he, she goes, yeah, tell them to come over. 30 minutes. Come, be here in 30 minutes. Okay. 
all right, well, I don't know if Chrissy will go. I'm going to go see if she'll go. And I think he calls me back and goes, she said she ain't coming. And I said, Kevin, you ready? Yeah, what do I do? I said, let me tell you what you do. You walk right back in that house. You go grab your keys. Make sure she hears the rattle. <laughs> She'll want to know where are you going, and you tell her, I'm going. Whether you go or not, I'm going to see Pastor Eugene and Miss Heidi because I told him I'd be there in 30 minutes. And when she hears that, she is not going to let you get in that truck by yourself because she's going to be afraid that you're going to go tell your side of the story and she can't tell her side. That's pretty true. I'm, I'm not exaggerating very much. Just a little. So 30 minutes later, we don't even know who's coming. And all, here, come, here come Kevin. Like He opens the door and here she come in. As cold as ice. Willing to sacrifice our love. <laughs> Y'all know that song? You old, if you know that. And boy, they come in, they sit on the couch, they sit there. It is chilly in our house. It's like this outside, but it's freezing in our house. Kevin's on this side, she's on that side. They are as far apart as they possibly can get. Here's the funny part. I asked, I called Kevin and Chrissy yesterday. I said, can I tell the story? And he goes, yeah, sure. Of course, Chrissy going, as long as God gets the glory. <laughs> I'm trying, Chrissy. <laughs> Kevin's like, I don't care. <laughs> Chrissy, as long as God gets the glory. I don't even remember what it was. I do not remember what the issue was. Kevin remembers because he was right. <laughs> that one time. Look at brother up there spiking the ball, man. Like, I was right. Yeah, that one time. Oh, my gosh. You know what? When they walked out of there, who felt honored? We, Heidi and I were honored. We got, they trust us. They were willing to walk in and go, here's what's going on. We spoke truth to both of them. Kevin wasn't perfect in that. Don't act like you were perfect, because you weren't. <laughs> Kevin, you got to do this. Chrissy, yeah, yeah. They cried. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. <laughs> Prayed over them. Now, y'all go on. <laughs> and we walked out there. We didn't think less of them. We thought more of them. We thought, wait a minute. That now I can really. Tr now, we're, now you're watching the end of it. I haven't even got to empowerment yet. But transparency, let me, let me just tell this one quick funny one because this is funny. Y'all got time? Okay. Pastor Jacob, years ago, I, this is why I knew Pastor Jacob really trusted me and Heidi. We walked into their house. We had a meeting and he, we were early. We we're about 10 minutes before everybody else got there. They said, yeah, come on in, sit down. Pastor Jacob comes out the living room and goes, Eugene, Heidi, y'all come back here. Pastor you, Heidi, come, come with me. Where are we going? Come back to our bedroom. It's like, it's weird. <laughs> so we, we go back to their bedroom. And he goes, y'all sit right here. Y'all sit right here. They little sit, two seating chairs. We sit down. And they said, Michelle and I, she's in the bathroom. We can hear her in there getting her makeup on, getting ready for the meeting. And they go, we are in a big argument. And y'all sit right here. We want y'all to listen to the argument. And then y'all tell us who's right and who's wrong. <laughs> this is not going to be good, y'all. Here she comes. She come walking out, half her makeup on, half of it off. 
and said, well, Jacob, and Michelle, you just got to back off. And they just, me and Heidi are just sitting there. We are looking at each other like, O-M-J. And that was before O-M-G. I think we were the first to say OMG. I think we were right then. That was where it began. OMG. And we're sitting there going, oh my God. And then they stopped. They go, okay, who's right and who's wrong? How many of you know there's never going to go good? So I just look, Heidi, would you like to begin? <laughs> Heidi goes, well, Michelle, listen. You do need to back off a little bit. You know, she, she t- I don't even remember what it was. And she tells Michelle, Michelle goes, you're right, Heidi. Jacob, I am so sorry. You're exactly right, Heidi. And I said, wait, 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 wait. Pastor Jacob, you ran out in front of her again. You can't leave her without giving her. And I said something like that to him. And he goes, man of God, you're 100% correct. I received that. Thank you. Thank you for loving us enough to be honest with us and tell us the truth. Michelle, I apologize to you. I am sorry. If I wouldn't have done that, you wouldn't have done that. I take responsibility for it. Come here, baby. I'm sorry. And then they started, well, come here, baby. Yo, yo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it got really awkward. And we're like, hey, we're going to go ahead and slip out now because I don't like where this is going. <laughs> Woo. I don't know. Uh, uh, anyway. Uh, we're walking back to the living room down their hallway, and Heidi goes, what was that? And I turned and said to her, that was honor. They just honored us, trusted us enough that they'd be willing to be transparent. And I don't think less of them now. I actually think more of them. Because I know they got issues just like I got issues. And they just needed someone to help them navigate it. And they trusted us. Let me tell you what honor transparency does. Ready? Number four. Transparency builds intimacy. Thank you. Got one saved man going to heaven in this house. <laughs> I don't even know if it's a man. I don't know. When you go intimacy, intimacy, intimacy. Think about it. Intimacy. Come help me, Vic. I'm going to land the plane. Watch this. Intimacy. Intimacy is where things are birthed. Intimacy. Take this. This applies to a team, coach. If, now, I'm not just talking about from player to coach and coach to player. It comes from player to player. If they could start honoring one another. When the, when the running back goes through and scores the touchdown, he comes back and high-fives his linemen and honors them because he I could never get through that hole without the linemen doing their job up front. I honor them. Honor builds trust in a team. It does the same in a marriage, doesn't it? When you're honoring back and forth with one another. I was talking about Life 360. How I many you know, the only reason why I have Life 360 on my phone is because sometimes Heidi's somewhere and I want to know when she's coming home because I'm hungry. I don't care where she's at because I trust her. Now, I do want to know if she's down at the boutique spending all the money. But anyway, maybe where you at? You at the boutique again? Let's go. No, what? It's, it's through. This is where birth, dreams are birthed. 
take Kevin and Chrissy again. Honor. I saw it. Trust. Transparency. Intimacy is where things are birthed. And now we're talking about a new church, new building, that the seed that was in them is now going to give birth to something brand new. Opelousa's campus is going to have a baby. Where did it all begin? With honor. Do you think it'll be any different with you? Do you think it would be any different between us and our relationship together and your relationship with your wife and your boss? I promise you, honor your boss. Honor them. They'll start trust, trusting you. And if they trust you, don't be surprised if they come in and go, hey, get him off of here. Man, we got a problem here. And I just want, I just want, and, the, and you go, oh, you know what? I've been thinking about that too. You may have the answer. And they go, dear Lord, that's a great answer. That's great. That's genius. genius. And that builds intimacy, which gives birth to something. We, in fact, we want, why don't I put you in charge of that? I could take you through stories in the Bible, Joseph to Potiphar's house, honor, trust, to a prison warden, honor, trust, to go all the way to Pharaoh's house to interpret a dream, oh, honor, Pharaoh, I'll honor you. Giving him trust, transparency, intimacy, come up with the idea, make him the number two man in all of Egypt. It, how do I know this works? Because it works with God. If I honor God, what does that mean, honor God? It means if I'm willing to do it his way, if I'm willing to do it his way, even when it's not what I want to do, my flesh, but I'm going to do it God's way. Do you get up on Sunday morning and go, are we going to church today or not? I don't know about you in my house. Well, I'm the, I'm, I got a gig. I got to be here. No, but we decided a long time ago, we're going to serve the Lord. I'm going to honor God. It's never a decision that I have to make because I'm going to honor God, period. I'm going to honor. I'm going to honor God. I'm going to honor him. What? What? what is, then you go, well, well I, I trust God. Listen to me. Everybody look right here. Look right here. Don't miss this. The question is not whether you trust God or not. The question is, does he trust you? And you go, the only way he'll trust me is if I give him the honor that he deserves. Because honor puts me in the right position. Oh, if God trusts you, then you can be honest with God and God can be honest with you. I think sometimes God isn't honest with us. That meaning he's dishonest. He's not, he's withholding honesty because we haven't showed the proper honor. Did you show it this morning? We started with worship, a way to honor God. And you might have came in and went, oh, I don't like that song. Who cares what song you like? We ain't here to like songs. We're here to honor God. Tithes and offerings to honor the Lord with the resources. It's just to honor God. It all belongs to God. God's the one who gave it all to you. And I'm going to honor God with my resources. I'm going to honor God with my obedience. Even if I would rather do it a different way. I'm going to honor God. 
because God always rewards honor. Watch this. Let me show you the scripture. I promise, just stay with me. We're, we're almost done. I'm a little long today. I admit it. But it's worth it. Is that right, coach? It's a little quiet over there, coach. I didn't hear you. Oh, he, he gave me the finger. I mean, I mean this finger. There was a, this finger. He's like, he's like, yeah. He gave me the right finger, not the wrong finger. Y'all need to get saved. This church. Let me give you this. Man, I want to give you a chapter. This is your chapter. I want to give you a chapter. This is your chapter. If you said, oh, I ain't got a chapter. You do now. You have a chapter. This is your chapter. Wives, you can take this chapter too. But I want to just say this to you, the men specifically. Girls, y'all got y'all's night tonight. Men, this is your chapter. I met a man who gave me this chapter and said, this is your chapter. And since he gave me the chapter, I'm going to, since I got the chapter, I'm going to give you the chapter. And since I freely received, I'm going to freely give. Men, this is your chapter. Did God give me a word? Watch what it says. Watch this honor in this chapter. Psalms 112. You can follow along on the screen. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Let me give you another word. Blessed is the man who honors the Lord. Blessed is the man who honors God. He finds great delight in his commands. Stop. Great delight in his commands. Not, oh, I can't do that because I'm a Christian. That's, that's, that's not great delight. Great delight is I want to do it God's way because God's way is better. Oh, that's a good place to say amen. No, it's a good. Yeah, let me give you an example. You can't want, oh yeah, me and, me and my girl. I hear this a lot in our church. I'm going to challenge you. You ready? Yeah, me and, me and my girl here. We've been together. Let me tell you what be together means. We ain't married. So you want the benefits of marriage, but you don't want the responsibilities of marriage. God's way is that you get married. bad pastor. No, that's a good pastor. I want to do it God's way because God's way, if I honor God in his ways, he said, I'll reward you. Do you want the reward? Watch what he goes on to say. His children, his offspring from that intimacy with him, will give birth to things. He says, we'll be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. I don't think that's just talking about children. I think it's talking about the dream that's in you, that God put there. Wealth and riches are in his house. His righteousness endures forever. Even in darkness, light dawns for the upright, the gracious, compassionate, and righteous man. And I'll add the word honorable man. It doesn't say we won't walk through times of darkness. He just says, when it's dark, I got a word for you. Because you've honored me and I trust you. And because you were willing to be transparent, I'll come and share the word at this season that you need. So even in darkness, you're still going to hear from God and go, it's all going to be all right. The Lord has already spoken to me. In my secret place. Watch this. I'm going to get to the end here because I know your time. Good will come to his generous lens freely. He conducts his affairs with justice. He does what's right. Do what's right. Watch this. 
He'll never be shaken. He'll be remembered forever. He'll have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is secure. He'll have no fear. In the end, in the end, everybody say in the end. He will, have, he will look in triumph on his foes. You got any foes? We call them enemies. Anybody been talking bad about you and your mama? There's some people that you don't want to see at Super One. Watch this. He has scattered abroad his gift to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Watch what he says. His horn will be lifted high in what? In honor. Anybody who honors God, he's going to honor. He's going to lift you up. Promotion comes from God. Watch this. He's going to lift high in honor. He's going to honor honor you. Watch what he goes on to say. The wicked man will see and be vexed. That's a big word for he's going to just drive and torment and make him crazy. The wicked man will see. You get exalted. You get blessed. The favor of God upon your life. And the wicked man will see and be vexed and gnash his teeth and waste away. And the longings of the wicked will come to nothing. Okay, stop. I've been working on my theology. Maybe you're a theologian in the room. Maybe you can help me with it. You know that passage of scripture that says, stay with me, stay with me, this is the best part. You know the passage of scripture that says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. That means when enemies or people come to insult or come to tear you down or throw at you, call you a cult, tell you you're stealing everybody's, when they do all of that, your tendency is to want to get them back, right? He said, no, 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 don't get them back, get back. Vengeance is mine. So how many of you have ever prayed a prayer like this? Lord, they're insulting me over there. I know, I can tell by the way they look, they got that side eye on me right now. Sick them, Jesus. Anybody ever prayed that? I don't care what you do with them, Jesus. Kill them, I don't care. Take them out. Get them. Get them, Jesus. Okay. That's what I used to think vengeance was, that God was going to get them. Okay, according to this passage of Scripture, he's saying, no, if you'll be an honor, a man of honor, be generous, do it God's way, delight in his command, want God's way, I'll reward you. In fact, there will be people who are against you, but I'm going to lift you up in their midst and it will torment the devil out of them. So, let me cross-reference, cross-reference, watch this. Remember David, Psalm 23? Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And you have prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Wait a minute. You'll exalt my horn and altar, and the people that have been my foes, my enemies are going to see it and gnash their teeth. Then you said, David, that you're going to take him to the valley of the shadow of death, and when he gets to the other side, you're going to have a table of feast for him to sit at, and his enemies are going to get to watch it. Maybe vengeance isn't sickening Jesus. Maybe vengeance is, instead of God getting them, 
He's going to bless you and let them watch it. Isn't that wild? No, no, I'm not going to get them. I'm just going to bless you. I'm going to promote and lift you up because you've honored me. I'm now going to honor you in your enemy's presence and it will cause them to be in torment. And I would rather be lifted up than God to tear them down. Are y'all receiving the word of honor? Where does it all begin? Can we do that just for a minute? Can you just lift your hands to heaven? Can we just tell him? The Bible says to let the fruit of your lips give him praise. Can we do that for just 10 seconds? Lord, we just honor you today. We stop and pause and honor you. Lord, with revelation comes change of season. I pray, Father, that this would be a house of honor. That the seed of your word would fall in fertile ground right now. It would fall in each of our hearts to go, today I get it. The scales have come off of my eyes and I see it. Honor is not about the one receiving it. It's about the one giving it. And that you reward honor. It's a code that opens up the windows of heaven. The favor of God would be upon our life. The blessings of the Lord. The wind at our back instead of our face. And so today, Father, we come. And may this seed fall on good ground today. Every heart with hands lifted. Every heart that this revelation would now become part of, their, of an impartation in their heart. And that they will walk out and live this life of honor. Everybody look right here for a second. Look right here. Pastors from around the country who've come visit here, they always ask the same question. How did you get a congregation that looks half black and half white? I said, you really want to know? I do. We just honor everybody. It don't matter who you are. We honor you. You're honored. You're a man of God, a woman of God. We just honor, honor God and honor one another. Jesus said two greatest commandments, love God all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself. What about honor God with all your heart? Honor your neighbor as yourself. If we'll honor, honor always attracts. God wants to rebuild his house on honor. The Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, honoring one another, honoring one another. Things are birth, ministries in you that have waited to be birthed, but not until you understand honor, trust, transparency, intimacy. The last one, empowerment from him. And that's when he helps you. We receive every head bowed and every eye closed. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Christians, would you pray right now? Just pray right now. Maybe you're far from God. He wanted me to tell you a couple of things today. He wanted me to tell you that he loves you. He's not mad at you, that he loves you, he's not mad at you, and he's here to forgive you. Jesus was asked, what do you have to do to be born again, to see the kingdom of God, to enter the kingdom of God, to enter heaven? What has to happen? And Jesus said, you have to be born again. Wouldn't it be cool if you could be born again? Start over, do a mulligan, fresh start, wipe the board clean, you can. You can. It's easy as A, B, C. First, you have to admit that you're a sinner. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us in this room have not lived up to the perfect standard. We've fallen short. 
we're sinners. B, believe that Jesus came. Kevin spoke about it. Pastor Kevin spoke about it earlier. He came to redeem us. He came to pay our penalty of sin. That's why Jesus came. That's why he died on a cross. An innocent man died for us who have sinned. He paid our sin penalty. And then C, confess him as Lord. That means to make him the boss. That means to honor him for who he is. To be willing to do it his way instead of your way. Admit, believe, confess. And maybe you're here today and you're ready. Today's your day to be born again. The Holy Spirit's here in the room. In fact, he's convicting you now. He's not condemning you. He's letting you know it's you. In fact, your heart feels like it's probably going to beat out of your chest. That's probably the Holy Spirit. And he's here today. You can make things right with him. I want to lead you in a prayer. I'm just going to lead you. And if that's you today and you say, Pastor, you, I want to be born again today. I want to start over today. I want to be forgiven today. I want, a, I want a new life today. Today, I want to lead you in this prayer. Would you just say, Pastor, you, it's me. Would you slip your hand up? Go, Pastor, you, I, would you remember me today? Hold it up high. Don't be ashamed. We've all had to raise our hand right here. Hold it up high. Just don't be ashamed. Thank you. I see hands all over the building. Congregation, can we pray together? Can we add our voice to theirs? Would you say this out loud with me? Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I confess I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness. Thank you for sending Jesus to redeem me, to pay my debt. Now, Jesus, come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. I surrender to you today. Give me the grace I need to follow you and to do it your way. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.